Hi, everybody. Meteorologist Joe Chaffee here on this Monday, the 5th of July, 2021. And it is a little bit after 12 noon Eastern time. I thought this would be a good idea, a good time to update you on Tropical Storm Elsa, which is uh, the obvious feature here on the satellite uh, as the center is making its way uh, northwestward across north central west central Cuba and then it will emerge into the Florida Straits and then it's going to be up the west coast of Florida traveling into the southeastern states just inland of the coast of Georgia and South Carolina and then eventually emerging out into the open waters of the Atlantic passing south and east south east of New Jersey and south of Long Island uh, later this week but uh, a couple of things that have uh, gone on uh, over the weekend uh, with regards to ELSA, uh, it has uh, had rather an unusual uh, life cycle here. We begin just from the fact that we had a tropical storm form out in the uh, middle of the tropical Atlantic so early in the hurricane season, almost a month early, if you look at long-term averages. And then we saw it move at an incredibly high rate of speed to the west at times over 30 miles an hour. It has slowed down. It started slowing down yesterday. And now it's moving like a normal tropical cyclone, no, generally between 10 and 15 miles an hour. It's also beginning to respond. We had, remember, we had this trough uh, in the uh, eastern part of the United States. Well, that trough is pulling out, but the bottom part of that trough lagged into the Gulf of Mexico. And that upper low that's sitting in the Western Gulf is creating a southerly flow in the Eastern Gulf of Mexico, which is why we're seeing uh, Elsa moving uh, on this track that's going to take it up just offshore the West Coast of Florida. I have a, a tighter satellite view. You don't see the whole storm on this, but you do see the uh, western uh, part of Cuba. The actual center of the circulation has been varying back and forth. There was one point over the weekend where the center actually seemed to reform underneath where the heaviest convection was, but now it's more on the edge of the convection. And the reconnaissance aircraft reports indicate that this storm does have what, what the Hurricane Center refers to in their latest discussion, as an eastward tilt to it. In other words, the further up you go into the atmosphere, the circulation at the mid-level of the, of the storm is to the east of where the low-level center is. And when you have a system that's tilted like this, it becomes, uh, strengthening is a challenge. Uh, the other issue is also that there is some wind shear. If you look up in the northwestern Gulf, uh, and uh, rather in a little bit further north, not quite into the northwestern Gulf, but at least across the central part of the Gulf of Mexico, you're seeing these clouds here. They're moving uh, in a uh, west to east fashion. So there is uh, some westerly shear, uh, uh, not a strong shear, but probably on the order of about 15 to 20 knots. And that's going to be somewhat of an inhibiting factor uh, with regards to the system strengthening considerably. I think there's a chance that we could see it gain a little bit of strength as it gets into the Florida Straits and uh, off of the coast of southwest Florida. Uh, the shear is not overwhelming shear. It's moderate. 
and the ocean, the water temperatures here, you have the Gulf Stream, the, the beginnings of the Gulf Stream of, of water temperatures that are quite warm. So there's a chance that we could see a little pop in this in, this in terms of strength as it moves on to the north. I think the biggest issue here is going to wind up being rain. I think that really is going to be uh, the bigger story. Four to six inches of rain across southwestern Florida uh, with two to four inches everywhere else. And you're probably... The rain uh, totals will be limited by the fact that as the storm does get further north, it's going to start moving a bit faster. So that's going to at least cut down the amount of time that this storm is going to spend over the state of Florida. Also, to note the fact that the almost all the weather is to the east of the center. So if you have a storm that's moving off the center of the storm, moving along the west coast of Florida, that is going to bring gusty winds uh, to the east of that center and also the heavier rains. There won't be too much going on with respect to um, with, with respect to wind and rain west of the low center. So uh, we'll uh, take a look at uh, what the forecast track here is from the Hurricane Center, and uh, we'll bring that up on the on the board here. So you can see that uh, the latest forecast, the 11 a.m. advisory, uh, has the storm centered at 21 and a half north. 81.2 uh, west, which is just coming onto the coast in west central Cuba. We have tropical storm warnings up there. Also, uh, tropical storm warnings up for the Florida Keys. And then up the west coast of Florida to north of Tampa, St. Pete. You'll notice the track here by tomorrow morning. The, the uh, center of Elsa should be just to the west of Key West. Uh, passing offshore, staying offshore by 60 or so miles as it moves uh, northward and then starts to turn northeast making landfall somewhere along the Florida coastal bend maybe weakening into a depression for a short time uh, by uh, 8 a.m. Thursday the center should be near Charleston and then by Friday morning passing southeast of New Jersey and then running northeast of there by Saturday morning the remnant storm whether it's uh, just a remnant low or perhaps uh, maybe something post-tropical or extra-tropical will be sitting just to the southeast of Nova Scotia. Uh, at this stage of the game here, uh, we'll see, we'll have to see in terms of our weather up in the northeast and the northern mid-Atlantic states, uh, whether this interacts with a cold front that's coming in. I think if it takes a track like this, uh, it probably means that the interaction will be uh, minimal, at least that's from from what we're seeing at the moment. Just want to kind of go over a little bit uh, where we have tropical storm warnings up. Uh, you uh, see them over the Keys, and then running up the west coast of Florida to uh, just north of Port Charlotte. Uh, tropical storm watches, which will eventually. Let me hold on. I just want to double check. Let's make sure uh, because the advisory. Uh, it looks like that's like they take that back. That map is is an old map. So let's uh, let's bring up the weather.gov and take a look uh, so this is updated so you can see the tropical storm warnings uh, up from key west up the west coast of florida to just north of, of uh, tampa st petersburg with watches that extend a little bit further north from there also uh, tropical storm watches uh, in a small portion of southern florida the florida the southeast uh, bend of florida here just as you go into the eastern uh, the easternmost keys uh, because of the way the track is, uh, the uh, warnings are up along the west coast. There are no warnings or watches up for the Florida east coast at the moment, nor are there any tropical storm watches up 
for the Carolinas, but I imagine uh, that uh, we could wind up seeing those going up in a later advisory uh, as uh, the, we start to get the uh, get a firm a, a handle on the exact track as as uh, time progresses and the storm moves up uh, to the north northeast. We could check out a couple of radars at the moment, uh, and there's not a whole lot happening uh, this afternoon over Florida. Uh, you you can begin to pick up the radar echoes over Cuba. Uh, and which is in the view here on on this radar uh, this radar image this radar loop and some squalls are now moving over the florida keys uh, there's other, there's just some scattered showers inland in florida that really aren't related to uh, the tropical cyclone other than the fact that there's a tropical environment there and also uh, with the uh, east west boundary and that shear area that we showed you before uh, producing uh, the shear being caused by showers and thunderstorms and clouds that run east-west across northern Florida. And that's part of the impact of that upper low, the bottom part of that deep trough in the eastern part of the United States that has um, that sort of dropped into the southwestern Gulf and is steering this on up to the north. Uh, this is the old run of the GFS. So why don't we look at this and then we can look at the new run for comparison. And, and I've got the view here from the southeastern part of the United States. And you can see uh, there just west of Key West by uh, tomorrow morning at 2 a.m. is where we see Elsa. And then it continues, uh, starts to move northerly. Uh, the pressure actually holds between 1,005 and 1,006 millibars all the way up, so the GFS is not showing this to strengthen very much, but you, you see how the radar presentation of the GFS brings rains up through Florida during the day tomorrow. Weather conditions actually improve a little bit later tomorrow afternoon in southern Florida, and then the landfall occurs north of Tampa, St. Pete, over the uh, Florida coastal bend, and then uh, we see the low center in southeastern Georgia. Probably here it would be a depression, although part of the circulation is over the southwestern Atlantic. And then it just kind of continues along just inland of the south and North Carolina coast. And this is Thursday morning, and then it moves off the coast and then heads on out to the northeast. Uh, we'll uh, go to a wider view at this point. And we'll bring up the new GFS, which uh, enough of it is out so that we can see how uh, it is uh, handling all of this. So now we've got the wider view of the Northeast. And there you see the storm just to the west of Key West. This is at 2 a.m. Tuesday, uh, 8 a.m. Tuesday, uh, 8, uh, 2 p.m. on Tuesday. And then we go to 8 p.m. on Tuesday. So by then... Uh, by tomorrow night, 8 o'clock, the uh, center of the storms will be just to the west of Tampa St. Pete, uh, goes inland over the Florida coastal bend, uh, then starts to run out to the northeast. And you'll notice, by the way, at this point also, that there is a, a cold front that has moved into the eastern part of the United States with some showers and storms. And Elsa will that frontal boundary uh, is going to be at least prevent preventative with regards to this shooting all the way up the East Coast. This particular, at least that's the theory. Now, I'm just noticing here on this run, uh, the low center is much further to the west as it moves to southern Virginia Thursday afternoon and then takes it right over coastal New Jersey. So I'm just going to take a look at what the upper air looks like here. This is a decided change 
from the prior run. Uh, it's a little bit further to the west. That was a bit of a surprise uh, for me because uh, I'm seeing this for the first time. So I'm, I'm seeing it along with you. So I want to kind of look at the upper air and see what's going on. So let's set the stage here for today. And of course, uh, we uh, see here's that weekend trough. It's pulled out. You still have this sort of west-northwest flow uh, that continues up in uh, across the Great Lakes and into the northeast. You have uh, an upper low in the western Gulf. Uh, the flow is not strong, but light south-southwest. The Atlantic Ridge uh, is sitting you know, out east of the Bahamas. So here's your weakness right in here. And that is where Elsa, this else is responding to that weakness and moving on that north-northwest coast to the west coast of Florida. So let's watch through time and see what happens. The trough in the east lifts out. This is going to bring heat and humidity to the northeast and mid-Atlantic states uh, for tomorrow and for Wednesday. There's a weak trough that approaches in the northeast for tomorrow evening, uh, which uh, might trigger off some severe weather. Elsa, in the meantime, is right here. That's uh, this spot right there. That's what represents Elsa. And there's another trough that is dropping in across the western lakes right here. Here's the representation of Elsa now on uh, for Wednesday evening. Uh, with the low uh, just uh, into uh, southeast, the uh, south, the, the uh, southeastern corner is at the north. Anyway, it's in southeast Georgia. <laughs> Getting ready to move into into, into South Carolina. That uh, the change in the model, I think, is the fact that it's dropping this trough in the, around the Great Lakes uh, a little to the west and south of the prior run. So it's kind of catching Elsa and and pulling it up more uh, inland than taking it out. Offshore, you can see that that trough never really progresses eastward. It just kind of hangs there uh, in the Great Lakes, and that's the reason I think why the GFS is doing at this on this run. The prior run was a lot flatter, and the storm got ejected, uh, you know, out to the northeast and offshore. So this is something I think we may need to pay attention to uh, going forward. It's also a situation, by the way, that when you take a system like this just inland of the coast. And here in the Northeast, usually as the system moves northward, you see a bit of a character change in terms of the rain, where the heavier rains actually wind up being more on the west side and there's less on the east side. Uh, this is actually holding on to some tropical identity as it moves on up uh, to the Northeast, which is explaining why you see more wet rains on the east than, than to the west. And you've got the frontal boundary lining up here. Uh, and again, at least on this GFS run, it's pretty interesting that and wants to take it on up uh, right along the immediate coast and then eventually uh, heading up into the Gulf of Maine and then it goes goodbye. So that's something that we're going to have to pay attention to. We'll see if the other models do something similar. We can take a look. Uh, it's a little bit too early for the European, which doesn't start till 2 o'clock. So why don't we take a look at the, the ICON model, which a lot of times matches up well with the European. Maybe this will give us a clue. So it, it, it lines up in a similar fashion to the GFS going into the uh, coastal bend of Florida uh, sometime late Tuesday night, early Wednesday morning. And here too, the icon you know, brings it across uh, west of Charleston into eastern North Carolina by Thursday night. But I, I think the difference here is that the uh, trough to the north kind of moves along a bit more than what the GFS has. And that's why you see the low suddenly kick out to the northeast passing off the coast 
of uh, northern, northeastern North Carolina, southeastern Virginia, and passing well south and east of New Jersey and Long Island. And that is what the official Hurricane Center track is at the moment. Uh, so just uh, gonna, I'm going to be curious to see what the new European run does uh, later on this afternoon. Let me just, while, I while I'm doing this very quickly, just run over a couple of things with regards to severe weather risk. For tomorrow in the Northeast, we have a marginal risk of severe weather from northern New Jersey and northeastern Pennsylvania uh, across uh, the uh, entire Hudson Valley uh, and uh, then extending throughout much of southern, southeastern, and central New England. I think there's a chance that we could actually see a little area of slight risk in this uh, as we uh, go forward because we're going to be dealing tomorrow with temperatures in the low to mid-90s and dew points that are going to be up around or over 70. On Wednesday, with that frontal boundary approaching, uh, there is at least initially a marginal risk of severe weather for much of Pennsylvania, New York State, Northwest New Jersey, and Northwestern New England. But I think here too, there's a chance that we could see that marginal risk extended uh, and maybe even a slight risk uh, area added to it because it's going to be another day where we're going to have a very, very unstable atmosphere uh, and uh, a very uh, uh, ample daytime heating that will occur. Uh, during Wednesday with temperatures reaching up into the low and mid-90s and dew points that'll be running in the 70s. So um, all in all, uh, we've got a typical, uh, you know, sort of typical summer weather, the Northeast uh, having to deal with this uh, system that is uh, now uh, over eastern, southeastern Canada, over Nova Scotia and heading for Newfoundland, fin Newfoundland finally pulling out uh, lots of bright sunshine going all the way back through the Great Lakes, uh, the Mississippi Valley. Uh, you've got Gulf Coast uh, thunderstorms. And then, of course, there's Tropical Storm Elsa as it continues on its way uh, up toward the Florida Straits and then eventually to off the west coast of Florida. So we'll keep you updated on this uh, as we uh, move through the rest of today. Uh, there'll be website posts on uh, my website, meteorologistjoechoffee.com. And also on my subscription website, we'll have uh, even more coverage there. And that's at patreon.com slash meteorologist Joe Chaffee, which is an easy uh, way to uh, support. Uh, just two bucks a month uh, covers it all. Okay, uh, we'll just leave it there. Thanks, everybody, for being here. The Joe and Joe Show will be back tomorrow night at uh, 730 Eastern Time. So we look forward to having you join us uh, tomorrow night on my YouTube channel, Joe Chaffee. And uh, we'll be, of course, covering all of this and anything else that's going on weather-wise across the U.S. Have a great afternoon.